The following episode of Toffee Blue View was recorded on Monday, May 14th. This was before the Everton Cull, which saw Big Sam and company make their exit. Just so you know, me and the guys were blissfully unaware of what was to happen, although we had our suspicions. So, enjoy the show with the knowledge that we didn't have the knowledge. Thanks. Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. I am joined today by Max and and a face you might remember from such shows as this one from a long time ago. (laughs) David is here as well. David, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay, thank you. I'm I'm even... What I've been doing is waiting until the season finished and then I'd be like right back here, you know. <laughs> so suddenly I'm not so busy anymore. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'm really busy. <laughs> Everybody, check out uh, check out David's surroundings. It's it's just just beautiful, isn't it? It mm. it looks totally posh. I'm sitting here in a cinder block building, and David's got like artwork behind him and stuff. This yeah, is ridiculous. You should, that's maybe later on the show. I'll I'll show you this ridiculously big picture that we have behind us in the living room but it's not important <laughs> um so uh, we are not completely ignoring max it's just we get to see max a lot all right that's it yeah. and max knows <clears throat> this just throwing that out there yeah i know david deserves all the compliments that are getting thrown his way he's a busy manager and he is nice to see his face <laughs> Uh, I don't know at what point it's gone from sincere to taking the piss. So I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Whatever it is, I think I've missed it. <laughs> uh, um, so, well, we've got a long show today. We we just have a lot of stuff to wade through. Uh, so, I want to go ahead and uh, summarize everything for the uh, people listening via podcast. Uh, so, we are going to start with the uh, West Ham reaction. Um, awful game. And that's a preview, mm. okay? So we'll be giving a reaction to that. Then we'll be doing uh, some end-of-season awards, all right? Uh, some of them uh, the same ones that the club gave, but also some of them uh, that we've invented, just kind of re- reviewing a bit of the season, all right? And then finally we will end with a discussion of who... Everton's starting 11 should be. Who are are our best 11? We did this mid-season where we ranked all the players and we we just took a a look to see who ranked the the highest and then we pieced those together as to what a good starting lineup would be. And we're going to try to do that again because it's the end of season. Things change. The world changed. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. we're in a different place now. It's so different. No hope left. The only hope is that summer is upon us. That's our hope. So, uh, and we may be living in a Samless era very soon. So fingers crossed. All right. So let's let's react. Mm. Let's give our reactions to this uh, this West Ham match. Um, if you've been living under a rock, uh, we lost uh, three to one, and did play well. Did not play well at all. So. Uh, which one of you guys wants to start? I figured, Max, you were there. You actually yeah. entered the void that mm-hmm. is London Stadium. All right? I did. Oh, and, and you know, 
How was it? How how ridiculous was it? How far were you from the pitch? I, t- I tell you what, right? I've I've never I've never climbed Kilimanjaro. I haven't, I haven't done any treks or hiking or anything like that. But I tell you what, I was sitting in the upper, and it may as well have been a bloody mountain. The the amount of climbing of stairs that you've got to do to try, try and reach your seat when you're in the upper, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think in uh, the best highlight to come from the game was I, I was sat really quite close to the West Ham fans, and obviously you know back and forth between both sets of fans and I swear to God there was these two lads sat a few rows down in front of us they mustn't have been older than what 16, 17 and I tell you what they gave as good as they got with the West Ham fans the whole game and in terms of what was on the pitch that was a lot more entertaining to everybody watch and observe so you know thank God the season's over um, I think that was something coming into this game we have something like unbeaten in our last nine away at West Ham and just that setup. What what was that setup? I mean, as soon as I saw the the team lineup, I saw three at the back, and I was thinking, bloody hell! You know, we we tried to pull this off against Southampton, and look what happens. Look, you know, what happened as soon as we kind of switched the system. Southampton ended up grabbing their goal, and I think after Sunday's performance, really, I think it just shows that Sam Allardyce hasn't got it in his locker to to pull off a team that plays three at the back or or five at the back or, or whatever you want to call it, because the, the defenders just got absolutely run ragged by, you know, the likes of Marco Anosovic and Manuel Lanzini, and I really do feel like this. The club just needs a complete, um, you know, rinsing. To be honest, top to bottom, it needs a complete shake up. Uh, the fans are completely disenchanted, mm. and that's that's really never a good sign. The 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 way the Everton fans are feeling disconnected to the club at the minute is is um, a horrible sight. Really, there's no other way of putting it. Um, you know, you're in and amongst all these fans, and obviously, you know, growing up and being a blue, you see them as the best fans in the world, and to to see them and so dejected and so down downhearted, really, if that's even a word, with, with what goes on, it it was really it was gutting, really. But just thank God the season's over. So, David, do you want? to pretend like you watched or you know how do you oh, want to play this i actually take pride in saying i didn't watch like i kind of <laughs> wear that like a badge of honor uh, i mean i did have a genuine excuse i was saying before we started filming that i, I was i was um, working the event ladies game which i've seen to done a lot of over this past week um which is a two o'clock kickoff so i, I could have caught the end but by by that by the end of the game I was working that we were already we were already down and out by the sounds of it. Didn't seem like we were playing well um, when we were getting beat. But um, it, it's funny. Obviously, you never you never want to see Everton lose really under any circumstances. But there was something quite poetic about getting beat yesterday because it feels as though as these seasons being concluding, we. We feel like we've had this horrendous season, yet we're sitting in eighth. And you, you're looking in the mirror, thinking, you know, are we being what the media paint painters out to be in this kind of, you know, really expecting too much, demanding too much? You know, we're we're talking about one of the worst seasons we've we've ever had, and certainly in recent history. Yet we're sitting in eighth. But I think it was nice to just put in one final real shit performance, a defeat. And just kind of demonstrate what we're all talking about here. Um, as Max touched on, our record against West Ham is really good. You know, we 
we're very much a bogey team for West Ham. We should be playing up to that. Should be going there, and it doesn't matter if it's only points on the table. We should be going there and trying to win, even if it's the last game of the season. And we didn't set up to win, and it was a comfortable afternoon for West Ham by all accounts. Um, so yeah, I think it was quite poetic that we 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 put in that kind of naff performance at the end and finished on a defeat to end a pretty woeful season. Uh, so I started thinking about how negative our support has been. And I think it, it's justified. It is. And I, however, I, I wonder if this, if it would have been so negative if we knew for a fact Sam was not coming back next season. If we knew, it, you know what I mean? Th- I mean, think about it. Mm. All right. I feel like one of the reasons there's such displeasure voiced on, on social media and at the matches is because we're scared he's coming back. You know, mm. we're scared we're going to kind of sit in this mire that we've kind of laid down in for this season, which is just rooting down, thinking, oh, that's unwinnable. You know, we'll just throw in whatever lineup. That's unwinnable. We're not going to do that. Uh, you know, and then just focusing on the, the, the wins that we should be getting, the expected ones. Um, however, if, I wonder if we, were thought, if we thought as a group, you know what? That manager's not going to be back next season. He came in, made sure we were safe. You know, I don't think we were really all that worried about relegation, to be honest. But clearly, the board were, and Mashiri mm. was. Uh, but it, it, he came in. It was not the worst. It could have gone worse. It really could have. But if we if we knew, like almost a Moyes type of situation, contract till the end of the season. You know he's going. You say, you know what, you yeah. did your job. Peace out. Yeah. You know, I just feel like yeah, that's part of the vitriol. Is we're scared he's coming back. I I agree with that, and I, I just want to say, obviously, when a when a new manager comes in 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 a situation like Sam did with Everton, obviously, the, the, when obviously when he's come in, we had a good run, didn't we? How, how many games was it? Was six, seven, mm. something something like that, without getting beaten? It, it obviously, yeah, that is a, and it, he somehow takes credit for the the win against West Ham as well, but the, at home, <laughs> oh, that that effect wears off, and it, it, you know that that's not that's not not kind of like a secret that happens managers effects when they come into a side it, it wears off and it, it just it's clearly wore off with, with Allardyce because if you look back at some of the games where you know the, the not only the result but the performance have been absolutely dreadful and as you say we re and obviously the, the the board were quite quick to pull the trigger of bringing him in hopefully they're, they're just as quick to pull the trigger to get get him out and try and bring someone in that can implement a kind of progressive philosophy that we actually want to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think um, touching on your point, Jerry, obviously when when things turned very sour at the end of Martinez, we had he, he, we had only two games left. Was it one or two? It might have only been one actually. Um and he was sacked before that game and it, it, it was a, a completely different atmosphere on on, on that Sunday. And yeah, I always remember thinking that was a mercy sacking for Martinez because it would have been what it's. We've seen a lot of it this year now, but it would have been really nasty at Goodison. Yeah. And um, obviously, we knew he was going, and it, it did have this kind of much lighter atmosphere to it. And I think maybe in hindsight, they should have done that. I think the main issue they might have had on some of the board is. I don't believe they know who they bring in even on an interim basis at the moment mm. because Unsworth has done that job, but I 
I don't think he'd do it for a third time, no matter if it was one game or ten. So I think their idea was to just get over the line and get it over with. But it still doesn't stop that niggling anxiety of, uh, you know, is, is he going to be our manager next season? Surely not. But I, I mean, I just want to lay my cards on the table. I don't for a second think he will be. I don't either. Uh, so and I'm not too concerned. It's just it's been about getting this season over with for so long now. I mean, because that's the thing you see on social media. There's a lot, there continues to be a lot of anger. I mean, if you just look at our three word, we ask people for three word match reactions, all right? 90% of them at least are saying something about gravy and Sam and out. You know what I mean? Every, I mean, and there's just such anger. Now, question, serious question. Um, I mean, Roberto Martinez finished. 11 <clears throat> twice in a row you know subsequently and however i mean i mean it was frustrating to watch i'll be honest it was very frustrating mm. to watch even though we played supposedly attractive football it was frustrating to watch us try to crack into the box passing the ball mm. around just passing yeah. it around it was so agitating to watch i guess the problem is we watch allardyce and he plays us as though we're a relegation threatened squad Mm. That's the way he sets up our squads. You know, it's exactly as though we're worried. You know, and we're and we're not at this point. So yeah. why not why not go for it? And I think one of the reasons and not, you know, to to be honest, I think one of the reasons he set up the way he did in that formation is he wanted to give Funes Mori a start. And he wanted to start Michael Keane. You know, he was trying to get these guys World Cup time, you know, which by the way did not work for Vlasic. He's not on their provisional oh. roster. And neither is Onyekuru. And that's a discussion for a different time in Ni- on Nigeria's provisional squad. So mm. there's that. Uh, but I, I think he was trying to please everybody. And I think that's one of the reasons why he set up like that. You know, which I sucks. Yeah. I, the only thing that is annoying me with this, and I've touched on it before, and it's it just become so evident over these last few weeks. I, well, all three of us, we all get that the Allardyce issues. I don't like Allardyce at all. Should I don't think he should ever be an Everton manager. But it's like once again because the scapegoat is there in Allardyce. I feel like the squad get away with so much from this season. I've heard that and they've just they've got away with so much of the responsibility because you know at the end of the day I, I understand that a manager plays a pivotal role in any side, but he's not the one on the pitch and. These lads know how to play football, and the commitment hasn't been there enough for me. Um, so I, I feel like, as I've said, we knew what we were getting with Allardyce, and just some of the players, uh, a particular few that we'll probably go on to later, have really let us down this year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they shouldn't get away with escaping any sort of blame because we've happened to have these managerial fuck-ups. No, I, I agree with that because, like I said earlier, I feel the club's in, in need of a complete uh, wipeout, to be honest. It, just going back to what Jerry said earlier with, under Martinez, obviously when he, when he kind of come on the scene, obviously what, what was it, that fifth place finish and we were thinking, yeah, maybe we're going to push on now and we're going to start looking like a permanent fixture in and around this top six. And I think that is kind of the weight that's been... Hanging over the club, really, because if you think about it, obviously those two consecutive 11th places and 
we kind of that was the benchmark was set really with that with that fifth place finish, wasn't it? Really, and I think the fans expected that going forward. Yeah. And obviously, in terms of the investment that the top six have had in in, in their squads compared to ours re- recently, anyway, it, you know we've still got a fair a lot of catching up to do in terms of our investment. But I think Cumin fully felt the weight the weight of that, and obviously Unworth has tried to steer us clear of further disaster but that wasn't to be and as you, as you say with Allardyce's mentality and the club's aspirations they're just the two complete polar opposites and it's it's never it, as, as as David said there you know we, we kind of all knew what we were getting didn't we they're yeah. just two kind of mentality clashes and yeah. we've kind of felt the full repercussions of that. I started thinking about Kuman as we've been talking here and about one of the things that really failed him was transfer windows. Mm. Okay? And I don't think it's entirely on Walsh, although I think Walsh has to shoulder some of the blame for taking on a job that, frankly, is beyond him. All right? Because mm. uh, I do think it was beyond him. Um, so I think part of that is Walsh. Part of that is Kuman not communicating well with Walsh, but they did not get that striker in in the summer, which they <laughs> needed badly. All right? They didn't get any defensive enough defensive cover they did not that was a huge problem and those two right there those were big mistakes i felt like our squad did a lot better when leighton leighton baines and seamus coleman came back you know those were two things and they happened to coincide with allardyce right 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 around the same time which is an interesting coincidence but it's interesting. I, I don't entirely blame Kuman on that, though. I blame Walsh, and I blame the people that appointed Walsh. You know, yeah. I think they all. I, I think it's too easy. Like one of the, David, you were just saying, it's too easy just to blame one. You yeah. know, it's too easy for that, and that's too simplistic. And I, life is more complicated than that. It takes a lot of people to screw up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we'll talk a little bit more about the players uh, later on because we're going to be doing our uh, player rankings later. And we'll, we'll talk about which ones we feel like maybe have let us down uh, and really give them some, some consideration so we can wag our fingers. Mm. Hopefully that uh, make us all feel better. Uh, really quick to talk about the rest of the game. Uh, who played well? David, this question is not for you. Max, who played well? David, David's Dude. like, I played well by not going. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> Uma? It's the only name I got written down. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. It, it, as, it. As as we've said, and I think it kind of, we hit the nail on the head when we said it, the reason why we love him is because he's so unconventional and he's yeah. so dynamic and so all, all over the place. And that was our only real attacking outlet. Yep. We just let him run around like a madman. And, and Jink Tosin did not get enough opportunities. We were just lumping no. the ball up to him. He was trying to hold the ball up for as long as he could. We couldn't get enough people forward. Uh, yeah, I, he, I, I don't really blame him. He just didn't stand out, and I don't think it's his fault necessarily. Mm. You know, Nias, though, found a way to be a part of the attack, found a way. He ran his socks off, which is what he does. It's not to say Jink Tosin didn't, but I think Omar just plays a different, weird pressing. You know mm. what I mean? He just presses yeah. differently. Um so, yeah, I don't have anybody else that stood out. No. You know? Not really. Which is sad. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know why I'm... Maybe it's just to contribute to the conversation, but would you keep Nias in the summer? No. No. Was you, Jerry? Max doesn't like Omar. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm joking with Max. I'm joking with no, him. No, right no, now. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it, it, it's not that I don't like humor. It's just his it's style of play for, for me. It's just and again, it it can It might be just me holding the club to too high high of a standard, but for you know the player that you you know is going to shoulder the responsibility up front, or as as he's been used more often as the kind of the impact player off the bench, they've got to be of, of a higher footballing quality. Then, because we, you know, his, his touch isn't the great, the greatest, and no. you know, he's not, he's not gifted with particularly good technical skills. So, I think we just we need to get someone that's just of a higher caliber. So, I would keep him as the third striker. I would not keep him as a backup striker. Right, I just want to make it clear. I feel like we need someone a little more. Not really a, a big, like. Uh, hold up striker. I'm talking about somebody smaller and quicker, you know, someone in the in the mold. Uh, I, I'm saying Jamie Vardy, but I don't mean Jamie Vardy. You know what I mean? Someone mm. who could give us yeah. a different look, someone who can maybe combine better than Omar and Omar does, but is maybe more of a quick, you know, quick passer. You know, yeah, so, yeah. you know, Omar just gets unconventional goals because he just runs. I, I have no idea how he does it. It's weird. It's always weird. But I feel like you need it. You need a scrappy goal scorer. You know, someone who just how did he? How did he? For that touch, the touch tip for the goal, the one, the first touch he had that set up that goal. That was weird. Mm. You know, it was perfect. But what? You know, the guy who, yeah. when the ball comes to him, it bounces like five yards away, you know? that's But he can do that. It's so bizarre. <laughs> There's a reason why I think his nickname in Russia was the lucky one. Yeah. All right? Yeah, I get it. Because when he scores, mm. you're like, oh, that's just... But he's he does it too often for it to be pure luck. You know what I mean? He just yeah. knows how to get how to be there. So mm. crazy. So, yeah. Long long story short, too late, David. I would keep him, but not as my not as my number two. I agree. Um, so who did not play well, guys? <sighs> too long of a list, really. I, George, Jordan, I put I took Jordan, out two, okay. and you're about to say one. <laughs> I've got like Jordan Pickford didn't have the greatest of games. No, particularly no. for that Lanzini goal. Um, I was just I don't, I don't know. I, just, I I really got the feeling that the old the, the whole squad needs a bit of a shake up after that after that game in particular. Because you know, if you go back to say, I don't know, say around, I think when 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 Manchester won the first league title, that was a season where we'd finished above Liverpool. We obviously we had Moyes, you know, we had the likes of Jelovic, Fellaini, Pina, mm-hmm. that group, yeah. and we were kind of on a you know an even pedestal to the likes of Liverpool, Tottenham. I don't even I don't I think that might have been the year where Chelsea won the Champions League, but they didn't have a particularly good finish in the league. Yeah. And we went too far off them. And, you know, you look at how these clubs have progressed beyond us. And looking at the group, looking, I was going to say, looking at the group players that were on the pitch against West Ham there, the likes of Lanzini and Arnautovic really shone and, and looked a different class above them. And to, to you know, to, to, be, to be debating in my own mind whether I feel like we're kind of like that with West Ham now, it just really, you know, it. I think that's enough for me to say that to say none of the players really were, were good enough. Um, I agree. Pickford didn't do well enough. I specifically thought the uh, Arnautovic goal, uh, the fact that it went like over oh, his head. Was, yeah, that was the one that I meant. Sorry, it Apologies. almost looked like he was like, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like he didn't actually. It, it was weird. It, like he didn't. He didn't see it until it was like right here, and then he like moved out of the way, which yeah. I don't expect from him like ever. Sorry, I expect too much out of him. Um, I thought that was that was poor. He he did not have his. He made some good saves though in the first half. I thought he he saved a couple of one on one opportunities. Uh, that was good. But I have to single him out when he screws up too, and that happened. Yeah. I thought Keen. For a note, uh, that on the same goal, Keen looked like his legs were just buried up to the ankles, and he had to pull them out in order to stick, try to stay with Arnautovic when he got around him and, and got the shot off. It was so slow. I, I genuinely don't think Keen is anywhere top 10. Not even like we're talking to on top six. I'm talking top 10 Premier League quality at all. I think he is. You know, we, we, we've given the benefit of the doubt quite a lot in terms of saying, well, he looks better when he's with a settled, yeah. um, settled centre-back. But he, even then, he never looks great. He just looks better than what he's been. I can't think of a time I've ever been blown away by a key performance. And uh, he's just, he seems to me that he just makes up the numbers on the pitch, but he's in such a pivotal part of the pitch in that centre-back role that you can't be carrying passengers. Hmm. So... I, I, if, if there was a way we could get half our money back on him in the summer, I'd probably let him go. I hope he proves me wrong, by the way. I hope he stays and becomes everything we wanted, but no. Too many times he's, he's just been so poor this year. Yeah. Mm. Um, I felt like early, very early, very early, the beginning of the season, I thought he looked pretty strong. Yeah. Um, I actually thought he was one of the strongest players on our squad at that time. I do not feel like that anymore. I just want to say that out loud, <laughs> all right? Uh, don't feel like that anymore. Uh, and I think it shows something about what he's got going on up here if he has difficulty adapting to new systems, like that much difficulty going from four at the back to three at the back. Because you see him struggle every time. Now, How old is he now? Do what? How old is he? What, 24? Yeah. Something like that. Thought he was early twenties, but that's all I got. I'm not sure. I mean, he could still learn a lot and come very good, but I don't know. He's been disappointing this year. I feel more comfortable with Holgate, personally. I do. Um, yeah, we can get into that later as well. Um, a couple of more, just quick things to talk about. Um, Funes Mori played a half. Um, I thought he looked okay until he let, was it Lanzini, uh, make that diagonal run behind me. He didn't stay with him, and that was Lanzini's first goal. Uh, I thought that was on him, personally. Uh, mm. So there was that. But, uh, the rest of it, he was just, he was there. He was all right. You know, made a good play here or there, but... Another one just kind of making up the numbers on the pitch. You know? Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, Devi Clausen played a half. Yeah, he did. And just, I mean, it's not like he put a, put a foot wrong. He didn't really mess up, but he also didn't really do a lot. He played one ball, that long ball, that diagonal long ball, and I think it went to Balassi on the right, or was it Nias? Somebody running down the right flank, and he put it right in stride. It was a beautiful ball. But that's the highlight. That's really all I got. Yeah, I feel like he's he's petrified to do anything remotely contributes to something that contributes to the game. 
you know, I think it's he's probably so worried of making a mistake and being out the fold again for mm-hmm. another two months that he kind of plays within himself. He's another one that might flourish next season. Yeah, we'll see. I think it depends on um, who the manager is. That's where yeah. it will start. So uh, if he even if he even lasts that long, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, it, and at some point, I think we could talk about uh, Rooney was not even was not even on the bench. Okay, uh, we'll talk about Rooney in our uh, players segment, I think. But yeah, I think uh, Max and I thought that he was possibly going to be there, maybe even get the start for his final game of the season. He was injured, wasn't he? Supposedly, mm-hmm. do yeah. we believe? Do we believe that? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I sort of don't. Yeah, I'm not. Whenever I hear he's agreed a deal, oh, and he's hurt. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know if I can buy that. So that's it for our West Ham reaction. Guys, let's do more. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, this past season. Uh, review the season a little bit with, uh, with the end of season awards. Now, this isn't like a straight-up review show, because if we were, we'd be summarizing results and whatnot, and we're not really doing that. We're just going to, you know, give out our awards, and then uh, if some memories crop up, then we'll talk about it. Pretty simple stuff. No rules. There you go. All right. So, the easiest, probably the easiest question for all of us, uh, player of the season. Is anyone disagreeing with Pickford? No. No. Okay, I was like David. Who is it? David's like looks like he's pondering things there. <laughs> All right. Um, next, young player of the season. I'm in a different direction. I didn't. I think obviously I, I Pickles with his first name I put down, but obviously because I give him player of the season, I thought I'd be a bit versatile and share the love a little bit. And mm. I just I give mine to Dominic Calvert Lewin. Ah. Just for the, you know, the, the as it, I, feel, I always repeat myself when I talk about him, but, you know, we threw in at the deep end and expected to be our starting striker for mm-hmm. a duration of the of the season where it really should never have been the case. As you said earlier, we really missed the trick by not bringing in a replacement centre forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the young lad had to shoulder the burden and I think, you know, credit to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, I agree. Calvert-Lewin was mine, I think. As you hit the nail on the head there, certainly in the just in that first half of the season, he was he was almost being relied upon as our as our main striker, um, and he contributed to a fair few goals for us as well. Whether that be getting on the score sheet or assisting, mm-hmm. um, and then he adapted his game a little bit to playing out wide. Maybe not everyone's cup of tea, but he's he's done a job out there, and. Then, He's still a young lad, and he's a good lad to have on the book. So, yeah, he's my young player of the year. Um, So, we didn't plan this, so I thought I was just going to give it to Pickford and move on. But because they've gone in a totally different direction and I want to fit in with the team, 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 uh, I'm going to say Holgate because Mm. I think I wanted him to start at center back all season long. Yeah. I I'm angry he got injured and was unable to play pretty much the rest of the season because I thought he deserved to. I thought he's one of our strongest center back pairings, and uh, I was angry when he uh, started seeing the bench more. 
So mm. I'm give to Holgate just because I want to be contrarian. There's that. Big word there from Jerry. That's right. <laughs> yes. I'm in the word of the day club. <laughs> I always use the word that I learned in the morning. So uh, next, goal of the season. It's kind of a- Got a, got a feeling it's going to be a clean sweep again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll start it off, Rooney, against West Ham. I think yeah. it's no break. It's one of the best yeah. goals I've ever seen. Honourable mention, Sigurdsson against Swansea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sigurdsson know, against... Um, Southampton against in Europe. You know, yeah. just Sigurdsson. Yeah. What, what, who, who was it Hadjik like? split? Yeah, well, split, split, that, that was an important goal, that. So yeah. that's yeah. up there, but just for the pure technique of not taking a touch and off the floor, really needs my. Yeah, uh, yeah. Honorable mention is is the Sigurdsson goal against against Hijack Split. Uh, the, yeah, Rooney's goal just because they play it all the time here in America. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um. So next. Signing of the season. Yeah, going to be a clean sweep again. Uh, yeah, I've got to say Pickford. Pickford. Yeah, I agree. Pickford, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if anybody really comes close except for down below a little bit more Sigurdsson, you know, mm. but he was injured for the end of the season, so it's kind of, you know what I mean? But this is, yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Sigurdsson had a really good, say if you split the season into thirds, I feel like he had a real good middle third. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, it slow work, very hard, started becoming vital, but then got injured. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely with you. So, next, worst player of the season? Sandro Ramirez. Sandro. Com- completely jump ship. Spoke, you know, uh, you know, told me everything I needed to know about his attitude and his mentality. To favor him. The great, it was a great opportunity, you know. Young lad had a really good. I think it was the under twenty three Euros. He had a cracking Euros. Always kind of was one of those players with a bit of buzz around his name, coming from Barcelona. Did well at Malaga, mm-hmm. and tried to, you know, uh, we we were in his corner for a fit, you know, a fair good few months, saying, you know, we haven't been given the, you yeah. know, his due opportunities, and you know, we, we did say. When he did, when he did play, he didn't really take his opportunities. Did he? His hold up play was poor. He didn't really yeah. link up particularly well. And you know, he jumped ship back to his homeland and says he doesn't want to come back. And yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a mentality. You have no class and say anything, have you? And he's had he's had a tough spell as well. But yeah, it's kind of like this. You know, I don't want to go back. I've had me six months there. Didn't work out, so I'm off. Rather than kind of proving the point, so so be it. Yeah, initially I had written down Claussen, but I don't necessarily. I, I don't know. You 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 convinced me with Sandro's attitude. You're mm-hmm. right. You know, the only reason I thought maybe I was trying to think about who has contributed the least this season, yeah. and it did seem like Sandro got like I don't know an assist in preseason or something. But Claussen got an assist uh, in one of our games early. You know, I'm trying to remember which one. It looked almost accidental, but he did get one. So yeah, I think I think he was involved in a very good movement for the Stoke, the Stoke, the Rooney goal against. There Stoke. was that. There was one yeah. that was the the he he passed it to somebody who was 
It was a little combination. He was around the 18. I think it was in Europa League game. Yeah, okay. the, the, when we fielded all the kids. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I give it to Sandro. We are worst player, aren't we? Not worst transfer. Um, player. It's player, yes. Yeah. So it, it was a toss up for me between two, but I'm going to go with Balassi. Um, Keane is a close second, but for me, Balassi has just been an utter, utter disappointment. Um, he's contributed next to nothing, and he, unlike the other two, he has played a lot of football this year. Mm-hmm. You know, chance after chance, he he kept Luckman out on the bench, and eventually we lost him for six months, maybe long term. We don't know yet. Um, instead, we've kept playing him week in, week out, and. He's just been shocking. He's been shown up by the sign and the Walcott, who's, mm-hmm. I suppose you could argue, is, I don't know, are yeah. they, the, the wingers aren't they? I know they're a bit, little bit different styles, but Walcott's come in and had an instant impact. <clears throat> Balassi's just been utter, utter tired. Yeah, I, I thought about Balassi because he's been my, my worst performer over the past five yeah. weeks, I think. Yeah. It's been really rough. Um, the only only reason I didn't say him is because he's got a goal and an assist, and I was literally I was taking it too literally, if that makes sense. I was basically yeah. saying who has literally not helped us at all, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, Belasi's been rough, really has. I, I feel like I feel like if you've had a lot more playing time, then you've had a lot more opportunities to. That's fair. That's really yeah. fair. Yeah. Okay, so next. Biggest waste of money. Spoil for choice here, aren't we? Yeah. Yes, we are. I think it's got to go to the uh, you know the these severance severance packages that were, were handing out left, right, and centre. You know the the first one came. I mean, I'm just got winding the clock back a little bit. Um, you know the the one that we gave out to to Martinez. You know went to court and had to be settled and ended up being around ten million. And that that, that kind of repeated itself. With you know we had the the Holland wage dispute with Cumin. I think that was about six million a year, mm-hmm. and Allardyce now something like nine, nine million for eighteen months. He's earning more than the likes of Simeone, Pochettino, Emery, and nothing can justify that for me. Mm. What do you think, David? I, I, I'd still refer to a player, and I'd I'd probably lean towards Keane because. It sounds like I'm, I've got my own key. I hate Keen fan club, and <laughs> it happens at all. But I, I just expected so much, and we paid what was it, twenty odd million for them? Yeah. yeah, but I'm pretty sure we could have got a solid, consistent centre back for that price elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of wasting money, we've wasted twenty odd million, and we haven't bought a suitable centre back. Mm. So. Uh... So I, I've got two different answers here, right? And we and, and uh, this doesn't have to be a player, as Max demonstrated. Uh, so I think if you ask me at the end of this season, I, I say Clausen, just because of the money spent, the money spent mm. based on output. I think we spent less on Sandro, so that's I mean we spent a good fifteen million less on Sandro at least, um, and, and we got almost about the same amount of playing time out of Clausen. Uh, for the same amount of results, and that's 15 million more. So at the end of the season, I think Clausen is my biggest waste 
of money, but I actually have faith that he'll end up being more worth it after next season. So after next season, I will look back and I will say the fact that we gave Sam an 18-month contract instead of a six-month, which clearly he had us over a barrel. We know why we gave him that. But still, we're going to have to give him a lot of money at the end yeah. of the season, and it's gonna it's just going to be a shame. And I feel like that will have been wasted money. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. I feel like we, whilst we're on the um, subject of honorable mentions, we can, although it wasn't employed this season, we can give an honorable mention to the biggest waste of money in paying Steve Walsh's salary for this season because obviously he's just been a complete and utter disappointments like like everything it's it's the buzzword at the moment isn't it in these mm. videos but he has he even as, as the purchases that have looked good the likes of walcott they haven't been these hidden gems that we were expecting and you know this kind of excellent scouting network like any any club outside the top six in the premier league would snap down enough to get the old walcott mm. uh, and Tosin isn't that. I suppose is it a little bit of a gamble, maybe. But you know, he's a he's played in the Champions League. He's a hero in Besiktas, so chances are he's going to do well. Um, so I just don't think there's any any scouting notes that's kind of kind of made made his salary worthwhile. Yeah, I'll be curious to, is as to if he sticks around in a different role, which I think it's very possible he might. Uh, kind yeah. of, uh, it's a little bit of a demotion, but he's really going back to a role he's more comfortable with. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Um, uh, so next, what was your worst moment of this season? I've got I, one. You know, I, I've got one, and I don't think I, I. I think we might all have different ones. Oddly enough. Yeah, I, I think we will. I've got quite a unique one because I remember. The, the sheer level of embarrassment and anger I felt when when Rooney gave the ball away for Man United's first goal at Goodison. Mm. I just, that really deflated me. Because mm. I just thought, you know, Rooney coming back, he's going to have all these landmark moments. You know, we saw his goal in his first game back. His, his first goal in the Merseyside derby. You know, his first hat-trick at Goodison. And he, but he sets up his old club to go, go in front against us. Mm. And I that was just the, probably the biggest face palm moment of the of the season for me. David, yeah, go on, Jerry. I feel like we we always we always get first dips, and you're kind of left with the scrap. So go on. So, the angriest I got this season, uh, I and, and this is basically a whole game because I felt like the whole game was one long shitty moment. All right, but Atalanta away. Mm. Yeah, so All right. funny. That was the worst. I I actually had a little hope. I had a little European hope. <laughs> and that just crushed it. Yeah. It was so bad. I, and I I don't know if we did anything right that day. It was no. that was embarrassing to go it was on a huge, oh. It was a reality check, wasn't it? It made you think shit, we're not even going to do anything in Europe this year. It was so bad. And I was expecting yeah. to see, okay, Kuman's going to make something happen now. No. That was <laughs> that was the worst. And I, yeah, it I, pisses me off thinking about it. Like, I'm starting, I, my, my 
brain's bubbling right now. I'm so angry. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. All right, David, what do you got? Yeah, well, funny enough, mine is also the same opposition, but it's that 5-1 at home. You know, we're, we're not talking a good side here. We're, we're talking, in t- on the European scale anyway, we're, we're talking like European minnows, really. They're not even a massive club in Italy. To get done 5-1 on your own backyard is just utterly embarrassing. But I agree with that 3-0. It, weirdly, you'd expect a 5-1 to trump it, but for me, they're both level because, as you two just touched on, it was at that moment I thought, holy shit, we are bad and we are going to fuck. Because we'd had these bad seasons with Martinez, but when we had the Europa League alongside it, if you remember, we, we were fantastic in it. You know, yeah. We were struggling in the league, but we were like winning the group and you know doing really well. Um, and I was hoping for something similar yeah. this season. And when we got stuffed by them, I thought, oh, shit. So, yeah, I think that was that was it. But the 5-1, just that was an utter embarrassment. Like, I just couldn't believe Atalanta will win a good 5-1. Yeah, and uh, honorable mention to Apollon at home, us giving up that late mm-hmm. goal. That was... Yeah, that was to killed us. <clears throat> yeah. European nights, not so great this time, huh? Uh, Also, uh, John, who runs the Toffee Blues account, mentioned we need to mention the Lyon at Goodison. Yeah, the brawl. The brawl where man with baby takes swing at keeper. (laughs) All right. That that's that's a, that's a thing that happened, and uh, that oh. actually may have been a headline, the exact headline. Um, so yeah, that Ashley Williams, folks. That was when he still had some fire. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So that was our worst moment. Now we're gonna we're, let's try to end with some positives, guys. Try to dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is they're just like oh yeah i know i know everybody's like well they've already made us feel like shit but we're trying to round it out you know yeah. um we'll get some this. best moment or the least shit moment of the season for you extra time against wofford mm. where it just it was it was what you love Everton for, isn't it, really? You know, completely under the cosh, 2-0 down. And the last few minutes to complete, completely turn the, you know, the result on its head. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, um, it was a good feeling. I think an honourable mention goes to Cenk Tosin at Stoke away. Yeah. Where I think that was where, where we really kind of thought, OK, he's definitely the starting forward. Mm. But as you say, there's been very few this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I agree with that. And Wofford for me was the only real highlight. Uh, I think if just in the interest of giving a different answer, I'd probably give the same as Max. But in the interest of giving a different answer, less the two one at home was probably a big one for me because um, we'd look like we were just spiraling back into that kind of relegation battle. Um, Coleman obviously come back and we did really need a win just to settle ourselves down and there was kind of no backup of sacking and bringing in a new manager at that point so 
that was a massive result. So it was great to great to win that one. So probably, as I said, in the interest of giving different answer for Watford, I thought Leicester was a good one at home, 2-1. I'm going to give a cliche answer. I'm going to say the win over West Ham at Goodison. Mm. Just because we didn't just... We didn't have a lot of matches where we just beat their ass. You know yeah. what I mean? And that was that was one. You know, where we just yeah, yeah. absolutely just ground them down. And it was yeah. and we we got we we saw goals. We saw a game with like more than two goals from us, which is unheard of. Yeah. You know, this season. And yeah, I I just remember the the glee watching Rooney slap that ball in beyond midfield. Yeah. It was, yeah. 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 That was mine. One of my buddies is a West Ham supporter. That was nice. So, <laughs> I wish, yeah. yeah. And in fairness, when we rolled into that game, we were both really struggling, weren't we? And it was kind yeah. of, someone needs a win out of these two mm-hmm. teams. And it just so happens that it was nice to be on the side of the fence that won comfortably for the change mm-hmm. rather than always being the opposite, you know. So yeah, the the, the penalty. I think that the, there was a penalty penalty save from Jordan Pickford in that game as well, wasn't it? Because it's yeah. so as if you know, yeah. Everything that West Ham threw at us, we were just saying, nah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Have, have a bit of this. Like, and, nah. Yeah. The only the only thing that changed things was the looming specter in the crowd, that was the big the big Sam Allardyce, who oh, was sorry. there, who likes to take credit for that one. He likes to cr- yeah. take credit for that that result. Yeah. His pre-team talk made all the difference. Pre-match talk. Yeah. Yep. Mm, cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, manager of the season. We've had three. Yeah. Who do you want to choose, guys? <laughs> Pep Guardiola. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I, I was gonna. I was gonna go first. I'll just get it out of the way. I'm gonna say Unsworth. I'm just going to say it just because the, some of the moments you were just describing, like we were just talking about, came under him. All right? Also, he did, you know, he's got a lot of his players coming up from U23s. I know that's not fair, but you know you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I say I say Unsworth just because he's the only one I sort of like out of the three. Yeah. If, if it was a pop, if it was, if it was on, we like then yeah, but unpopular choice. I still, I think Allardyce has done the best. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to give him credit, but as we, it, it sounds like we contradict ourselves because one minute we're saying, yeah, you know, we we weren't going to get relegated. Then the next minute, I'm about to say, you know, we were in trouble. And as I said, I don't for one second think we were ever going to go down, but I think we made it a lot more comfortable than we thought we were going to make it at one point. Mm. You know. We were counting points on games, at, in yeah. and it, when you look at it, we we were pretty much done and dusted, safe by like February. So I think he he, he deserves some credit uh, for that. Yeah, he, swallowing swallowing your pride there earlier. I was I was searching, I was searching for moments, you know, in in the short time that the Cumin had around the start of the season, but. There's literally nothing you can really credit him for, is there really? No. He, you know, he did shit in it. He done bloody awful in the transfer window. And yeah. you've got to give credit where credit's due for Allardyce because, as, as I said earlier, that run of games that we had when he first came in, 
Yeah. Kind of saved our, saved our asses, really. And he's made a knack of winning games when they matter, like that Leicester game I talked about, you know, we needed to win that, and we did. And, um, I suppose it was nice not to get tonked by Liverpool for this year, you know, but I said we are clutching scores. <laughs> yeah, you guys are better men than I, because for me, the best I can do for Allardyce is it wasn't as bad as it could have been. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's that's really, I just, I can't bring myself, I don't know. Because the, the difference is, Unsworth, for me, he thought the club should have been winning every game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, I guess that's the, like, if I had a choice for one that I wanted to build on for the future, that would be him. But who if I've got one I want to save save the club, I go Allardyce. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, ugh, what a crap. See, y'all made me feel crappy for picking Unsworth. Because, you know, because our dice, yeah, it's not as bad as it could have been. Well, your own choice. And I, 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 <laughs> I say, I just think he just needs, uh, begrudgingly, he needs a little bit of credit. Because mm. we're fair. We're fair, you know. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll give him a stick when he deserves it. But when, when, we, give, when we have the chance, we'll give some credit. <sighs> yeah, I feel like, I feel like. Under Koeman, that was where the, you know the wedge and the divide between the club and the fans really started to happen. And I think alluding to the the meaning behind Jerry's pick is that kind of that connection kind of was reignited under Unsworth, wasn't it? Really, we kind of you know we felt like we were Evertonians again, and we felt like there was a mentality at the club that was you know the right mentality to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, if so if pick- you're going to be pragmatic, the way, you guys are picking the right answer. By the way, yeah. If we're being Allardyce-esque, you guys are picking the right answer. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, all right. Last question. Who's the best player? Who's our best player on our our squad? Who is the best? Who will go on to become the best player or who is currently the best player? I think if you were to assign numerical values to... The most valuable player on on your whole team, oh, like the, so, we're going for the we're going for the MVP. I guess it would have to be that. I don't know. Uh, I'm just trying to think about like uh, on the world scale, if 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 there was a team in the like far away that wanted to just handpick our players, who's the yeah. first one they would pick? It doesn't matter position, whatever. By the way, if you want us to start us off, yeah, go on. Uh, uh, I think. Go ahead. Oh, go on. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go I, I didn't understand what you said. Go ahead. Um, I think Gilfie Sigurdsson. Bingo. Bingo. I think he, on paper, is our best player. Um. So yeah. I. Been... What do you and you and you agree? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. If we're going at, at like basketball style MVP, you've probably got to be Pickford. But in t- in terms of Best best footballer and best player that we've got. It's got to be, I think, it's Chigurdsson. Myself. I think on paper, it's Idrissa Gay. Just Ooh. because of the stats. Show for me. Actually, yeah. I am. I'm, I'm a big advocate of Gay. I'm. I'm always the kind of one that says if you kind of picked picked him out of our squad and put him in a top six squad, I think he'd probably do the best out of any player that you can you drop in. Because I feel like he's kind of, you know, his dynamic approach and how he just basically runs his ass off and is effective at it. I think that's kind of, you know, I think going forward, he's the first name down on the team sheet. And I think 
Sigurdsson's adaptability wouldn't be as smooth. We saw he struggled to, as, as Dave said, you know, we kind of that first third. He struggled to adapt to being out on the left, didn't he, at first? And mm-hmm. I, I see your point, definitely. I think for me, it, it's more just a bias in the sense that I don't love players who, and it, it, it's ludicrous because it's the position, you know, it's like me moaning at a left back, but I don't love players who sit in that holding role in midfield just for the fact that they don't do enough going forward. Um, but I know that, as I said, it's ludicrous because everybody has a position to play, but, you know, midfield's kind of a traditionally a jack of all trades, and when they're playing in that anchor position, they, they don't really contribute as much going forward. Uh, that's probably why he wouldn't get their heads up for me, but I can understand the reason. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the stats for interceptions and all that stuff, he's he's really high. That's what I was thinking about statistics and all that. On paper, I would give it to him. I agree. I don't think he's uh, he's not the best uh, in terms of combination play around the box. You know, mm-hmm. it's a miracle when he scores a goal. It's a yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle. But I think. He needs. He's one of those players who we just need to surround with with people that are going to create more. Yeah, I think he's indispensable to our side, really. Um, but yeah, if we're gonna if we are gonna push on, then definitely, I think yeah. he'd be the man that's first down in midfield. Yeah, I would say uh, we talk about uh, Sigurdsson, Pickford, Gay. These are players who I think are our strongest. You know, yeah. the ones that are worth the most. All that. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I believe that that is uh, that is all for the Toffee Blue View End of Season Awards. This is our uh, Best Eleven special, the end of year Best Eleven. We did this very similar segment in the middle of the year. And yeah, now we're we're gonna do it again. We have gone through every single first team player or a young player that seems like they have a possibility of playing first team next season, and we've rated them between one and ten. Um, just to throw it out there, someone uh, gave a comment to our the last time we did this and suggested a different way to rate this, uh, where we rate it based on positions. Uh, however, we wanted to be consistent with the rest of the season, so we'll probably do that next season and see if that system works. Okay? So, yeah. So here's what we got. All right? Uh, Pickford. All right? I gave Pickford a 9. Max? Yep, I gave him a 9 as well. David? I? Yeah, I did. All right? Uh, there's really not a lot to say about Pickford. There he is. He's he's our starter, and he should be. Yeah, yeah. Not not the perfect ten because he still does have the you know the odd mistake in his locker, but definitely the start and keep it as you say. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Stecklenburg, I gave him a four. I can't remember what I said. You four. Know, you gave him a four. Yeah, I gave him a four. And David, you gave him a three. Yeah, because he he's, yeah he doesn't even make the bench in last season. I didn't particularly rate him. Yeah, uh, Robles, we all gave him fives. Uh, it, frankly, he's he's probably off, and uh, he's such a professional, nice guy, and I hope he does well wherever he goes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so our starter for our best eleven is Jordan Pickford, and this is not new information. 
<laughs> so far, we have not uncovered anything brilliant. Uh, next, um, so we've got uh, Leighton Baines. All of us uh, said seven, I believe. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've got the. I've, I've got this kind of niggling thought in, in the back of my mind that he's, he's just he's on the de- he's on the decline, isn't he? And I think we really do need cover for him and someone to step in and ultimately be there to take his place when the time does come but mm. for, for now he is our best starting left back isn't he that's what I would I, say I like seven for different reasons because like, I still think even on the decline he's a good Premier League full back but I think it's more he just missed a lot of the season didn't he with injuries yeah. Um, yeah. so can't give him more uh, personally I just don't think we. I, I think he's got a little bit left in the tank I just don't think he's an every week starter I think when you have older players that are contributing you just can't start him every week um, yeah. And we learned that lesson with Rooney this season, I think. Um, yeah. So uh, next, as far as possible left backs go, uh, we don't have a lot. <laughs> uh, Anthony Robinson, I I gave him a five, although I think he's a good player. That was based on what I think he would be at our, you know, for us, our first team. Yeah. Max gave him a seven. Max has seen a lot of him and been pretty I've impressed. Seen, I've seen, yeah, I've seen quite a bit of him at Bolton, and yeah, he's done exceptionally well. And, and they they stayed up last last day, last game of the season, didn't they? So, you know, credit to him for having the, the impact in a, at a championship level. Mm-hmm. And David said a six, kind of split the difference there. All right, so uh, yeah, I should be. I, I love this guy. I want to be. And my rating was the lowest. And he U.S. national team. You know what I mean? I love Anthony Robinson. Just, yeah. Um, and another possibility. Uh, for We don't have a Luke Garbett. I give him a four. Uh, Max, you gave him a five. And mm-hmm. David gave him a three. Now, David, you watched a lot of him this season. Yeah, I've seen a bit more of him this year than, than most in the under-23s. And he hasn't been particularly great at all. Um, yeah. And he wasn't great in his previous loan moves. So I think he just needs to get back out there and get to a new club and start again. Uh, so, really, that's that's really sort of it for our left natural left backs, okay? We mm-hmm. don't really have any, you know what I mean? We're, we only have three. There's others that are right backs that flip over. Speaking of which, one of those, Kuka Martina. Mm-hmm. I gave him a five because of versati- versatility and hard work. Max gave him a four. And uh, David gave him a six. Just echoing your comments, really, Jerry. Just for his, his hard work and versatility. Um, so next, uh, so that's really it as far as the the left backs are concerned. And Leighton Baines is our highest, so he is on our best eleven. Okay. Uh, next, let's talk Seamus Coleman. I said eight. Max, you also said eight, and mm-hmm. David said seven. Okay. Mm. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I still love him. Yeah, it's the same reasons as before. I just think he, he's missed a lot of football, hasn't he? So you can't really give him, yeah, give him too much. Agreed. Um, so uh, next, as far as right backs are concerned, uh, John Joe Kinney. All right. Uh, I said uh, I said six. Uh, Max said six, and David said seven. Right. I think he did really well stepping in for Seamus Coleman. He just didn't fully seem like he was completely ready. Yeah, uh, I. Yeah, you look. 
I hate using them as an example, but you know, you look at the likes of that Trent Alexander Arnold at Liverpool and how he's getting on there. I don't know, completely different setup and different philosophy that gets played there, but you know, you, you can't help but really compare the two, and yeah. I do feel like Alexander Arnold's better. Uh, Although I do feel like he's got a future, John Joe Kenny, you know, it's got to be said. Yeah, agreed. I do agree. I, I love him as a player. I think it, we just need to keep being patient with him. Um, yeah. Colin Connolly, I said a five just because I'm considering what he might do for us and the fact that he's been playing two different positions over at Ipswich this season. Uh, Max said a six, and David said seven. Yeah. Um, I've heard some great things from him um, this season, so I think he's done well. Um, so yeah, he could be one for the future. Hope so. Um, apparently, he has played well, but he he really flourished in that defensive center mid uh, position uh, this second half of the season. Uh, it's interesting because I don't think we would have played him there as far as you know mm. what I mean. Um, so uh, as far as right backs go, that is all. All right, and Seamus Coleman is our strongest right back again. I think we all saw that coming, right? Yeah. Um, so next, let's talk center backs. And this is, I think, where we, we can find a glaring deficiency in our squad. All right? Yeah, Be- yeah. Because our highest-rated uh, center backs, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if everybody would expect this. Michael Keane, I gave him a 6. Max gave him a 6. And David gave him a 5. David's uh, Michael Keane disdain is well-documented over this season, he even yeah. created the hashtag not too keen. <laughs> if you're not too keen on Keen, I've set up my own um, anti Keen supporters group. The link is in my Twitter bio. Do check it out. Uh, so, so, yeah, so there's Keen. Uh, Ashley Williams, I gave him a five. Max is a huge fan of Ashley Williams, gave him a three. And David gave him a five. Well, I. It, it's got it's got to be added. I, I that was considering what he'd do with Everton. I do feel like he'd be great for a, um, a, a you know a, a relegation battle in Premier League squad or a, or because I think he's a he's a great leader and I've, we've saw that with his kind of relationship with Mason Holgate and what he's kind of developed in that sense. So yeah, he'd be good at that level, but just not this level. Yeah. Uh... I will personally be a little surprised if, if Williams is with us next season. I'll be very surprised. Yeah. Um, next, uh, Ramiro Funes Mori. I gave him a six. Max said six, and David said six. So we're pretty consistent uh, in our opinions about Funes Mori. Uh, we haven't gotten to see him much this season, though, so we don't yeah. really know. A lot of the players could have high or lower, couldn't they, in this ranking, but we need to see more of them. Yep. Agreed. Um, Phil Yagielka, which for the majority of the time I've known that guy, I've called him Jagielka, but apparently his name is pronounced with a yeah sound. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I gave him a six, Max gave him a six, <coughs> David gave him a seven. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, he came on the second half of the season and it looked good. Yeah. It looked like one of our strongest center backs, actually. Hmm. So, um, and uh, Mason Holgate, uh, I gave him a seven. Max gave him an eight, and David gave him an eight. I, uh, yeah, 
we, we like us some some Mason Holgate, you know? Yeah. We'd be great it, if we could have seen more. Of yeah, yeah. Go, go, going forward, he's definitely, you know, I think we've said it plenty of times, he should have been getting run in the side when he, when, when he was getting benched. And you just think, you know, it, it's just crying out for him to be in the heart of that defence. Yeah. But I, I do feel like for, for such a young age, he could develop a kind of leadership mentality and become a real integral part of the squad. Yeah. Um, two others that may be considered. I know we have a couple of center backs on the U23s right now, uh, but I think they may find themselves on loan, and that's Feeney and Gibson. I think they'll probably be going out on loan to kind of get a little bit more, uh, I don't know, experience, get a little bit more hardened. Um, yeah, I think it'd be really good for them. Uh, but two other center backs that have been out on loan and are coming back, um, and I'm not including Galloway in this list because I just don't think he has much hope to play first team next season. But Matt, Matthew Pennington came back from Leeds. We gave him a new contract that could have been just to get a bigger fee. Yeah. But um, but I gave him a five. Max gave him a five. And David gave him a five. It's just kind of a – it's hard to say how he would do with us after a season in the championship. Yeah, and he, he hasn't particularly, by all accounts, looked – very special in the championship, and he still kind of struggled to adapt. So, mm. I, I was very um, obviously you know, there's always the chance that you know it just could be high, higher sell on value. But mm. he did renewing his contract was a strange move to me. It's interesting. Um, Tyus Browning is the last one. Uh, he was at Sunderland this season. Uh, I gave him a five, Max gave him a six, and David gave him a four. Uh, I was under the impression I follow there's a Sunderland journalist that I follow who said some good things about Browning in the earlier part of the season. Uh, kind of said he was, it was looked pretty good. Uh, that was why I thought we, he may get some consideration, but I don't know if – I think he's been injured of late. Um, and, I, and I'm not sure how the middle of his season went, to be honest. So, David, you gave him the lowest. Did you know something about how I, he's done? I just did oh, different things. I did. He struggled a little bit. and Obviously, he's been in such a – a loser's mentality team for for all year that I just don't know what player is going to come back. If you haven't particularly been playing well and you're getting beat every week, I think he can ruin a career. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, really curious. And he's still young, very young. Um, okay, so our two strongest centre backs, according to our rankings, we have Phil Jagielka and Mason Holgate. Yeah. Right, that's our center back pairing. Pairing, which is, uh, yeah, that's a little bit surprising. I don't know if we would have thought that, but frankly, right now, those are the two people I feel safest putting yeah. them at center back. So yeah. that's that. So next, uh, let's go midfielders. Uh, Yannick Bellassi. Uh, I gave him a five. Max gave him a four. <coughs> David gave him a four. We know why his performances this season have have been uh, subpar. We've expected more. So that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, we gave Rooney rankings, even though uh, it recently came out that he has agreed a deal with DC United, which would be about a seven-hour drive for me to go watch him play, uh, which would be awesome. Uh, but uh, I, I, there's been all kinds of rumors as to whether or not it's actually going to happen. If it was sort of a, uh, a an ultimatum he gave the board, like, hey, if Stam- Sam stays, I go or whatever – I just think they're both going, you know, mm. I, whatever. Uh, but we did give him rankings. 
Uh, I gave him a six. Max gave him a six, and David gave him a seven. So yeah, anything on Rooney, guys, or it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I just think he's he's still our top goal scorer, isn't he? So he's contributed something. Mm-hmm. He has. Yeah. Nice one for the memories, Wayne. Um, next, uh, Walcott, uh, eights across the board. All right, all of us gave him eights. Uh, feel pretty good about him. Believe. Yeah, if if we were speaking of his impact in the side since since we signed him, we probably got you know leaning more towards nine ten because I think he injected so much needed pace mm-hmm. into that side. But he's definitely the first winger on the team sheet. Agreed. Um, I so additionally, as far as wingers go, uh, Adam Lookman. Yes. I gave him an eight. Max gave him a nine. David gave him an eight. All right. He is actually our highest-rated winger. Just throwing that out there. Mm. Okay. Um, he was before we left. So. Yeah, and there really aren't. We just don't have a lot of natural wingers that are on this list. And I, I may have already gone through them. You know, if you consider Onyekuru a winger, well, he—we he, don't know if he's going to be here. But we—I gave him a six. Max gave him a six. David gave him a five. Um, but we don't even know. We don't really know what's going on with him. He, we just mm-hmm. found out that he's not in Nigeria's provisional squad, which means he probably won't be able to get a work permit, which means he could be at Anderlecht again. And there's what's really funny is there's all kinds of conspiracy theories coming out of Africa that say that Anderlecht knew that he could have played, but they didn't play him because they want him on loan again next season. Mm-hmm. Do I believe all this? I don't know. I'm just saying what the news says. Do what? Tim Foyle hat. I mean, really. <laughs> uh I do think he's a good young player. I was looking forward to seeing what he could do for us next season. Oh, well. Um, however, some people would consider this player uh, uh, to be able to play on the wing because he played on the wing uh, for the English national team. I believe it was the U-20s that won the World Cup. Uh, Kieran Dowell, he did play on the wing some. Uh, he, he likes to cut inside a lot. But uh, I gave him a 6. Max gave him a 7. David gave him an 8. Um, I'm so I was surprised that I thought the most I, I thought the least of Kieran Dowell. The only reason I didn't rank him higher is because uh, it's I think it's mainly because he has fallen off at Forest the second half yeah. of the year, and that could have been a coaching thing, which I think it is. Um, but yeah, but is he stronger? I feel like he's stronger in the center, don't you guys? Yeah, I, I think he's. I think the mold of player that he is, I think he really reminds me of Gilfie Sigurdsson in, in a really weird way. I think his, totally agree. His, abil- his ability to create something out of nothing is you know, a really valuable asset for any player to have. Mm. And I think I, I, I tweeted about it earlier in the season. I think he's destined to go on and do what Barkley never did at Evan. Mm. I totally agree. Early in the season, I thought we were going to keep him. And I thought it was interesting that we were thinking of getting rid of him and buying Sigurdsson when they seem like the same type of player. Mm. Um, however, I'd rather have Sigurdsson because he's proved it in the Premier League and he is sturdy. You know what I mean? I think the season in the championship helped Dowell. Uh, yeah. However, I, I would love to see him in the squad next season. Just throwing it out there. Um, so uh, next, let's go Morgan Schneiderlin. I gave him a six. Max said seven. David said six. He was not in our strongest 11. Just throwing that out there, okay? Mm-hmm. James McCarthy, I said five. Max said six. <clears throat> David said six. He's not in our strongest 11. Uh, Davy Clawson, I said five. 
Max said six. David said five. He's not there either. Tom Davies. I said seven. Max said six. David said six. He's also not in it. Uh, Vlasic, six, a five, and a six. He's not there either. Uh, uh, Benny Maningimi, six, a five, and a seven. The seven was David. The five was Max. Okay. Mm. Uh, he's He was on the border, but he actually was lower than Tom Davis by one. Okay. So he's not in. Uh, Mo Besic, I gave him a five, and these two gents gave him a six. Um, we don't. We have no idea what's going to happen with that guy next season. You know, no. uh, he had. He, uh, I think uh, by all accounts, though, people would say he's had a good season, though. Yeah, being on loan. Uh, I, I like. I think everyone likes the style of player that he is. You know, his, his yeah. passion and his dedication to the cause. It's just the kind of the, the lapses in his play mm-hmm. that seem to kind of prevent him from making an impact at at our level. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, Morales. A three, a four, and a two. He's going to be gone. Um, so uh, my last two midfielders, um, unless, yeah, last two midfielders, just a gay. I gave him a nine. Max said a nine. David said an eight because he doesn't like the fact that he doesn't contribute anything going forward, which is fine. That's a personal thing. You're entitled to that, David. Um, I think he scored as many goals as Balassi this season, to be fair, but... Uh, he actually has, I think. Yeah, I'm not open that kind of way right now. I don't know if that's praise, though. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson. I said an eight, and these two guys said a nine. Uh, not really sure why I gave him an eight. I think he should be starting, but yeah, there's that. Um, our midfield looks like this. Then our starting midfield. All right, you've got on the wings, you've got Walcott and Lookman, and in the center. You have uh, Adrissa Gay, Gilfie Sigurdsson, and Kieran Dowell. It's a very offensive forward squad. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And uh, lastly, let's do strikers. Oh, what was that? Kieran Dowell done well to get in there. That's crazy. I have no idea how that happened. I'm probably responsible for that. Oh, well. Yeah, you giving him an eight was what did it. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's had a good year, though. Yeah. So, uh, strikers, I'm going to say Shani Tereshaj's name just because, but he, he got a three, a four, and a four. He's not in shape. He's not going to play first team probably next season. Um, Sandro Ramirez, a five, a two, and a four. He's probably – it depends on who our coach is, our new manager is, as to whether or not he – what his situation is. But we know he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be back. Um, uh, DCL. Um, a six, a seven, and a seven. Uh, he has the exact same numbers as Omar, who had a seven, a six, and a seven. All right? Same average. Uh, however, and, and so basically, if you think about the best scores out of everyone, those two guys should be in there. Technically, they should be ahead of Yagelka, but we need a center back, and we can't roll with, like, three strikers so they don't make it in. All right? Lastly, Jink Tosin, an 8, a 9, and a 9. He's our starting striker. There you go. So yeah. uh, that's that's what our 11 looked like. Pickford, Baines, Yagelka, Holgate, Coleman, uh, Idrissa Gay, uh, Sigurdsson, 
Kieran Dowell, uh, Walcott, Lookman, and Jink Tosin. That midfield. That is a very, uh, yeah. I'm worried we would leak goals like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, so also the lowest ranking segment that we have of the best 11 are our center backs. Okay. That that should be pinpointed as an area, a serious area of concern. Okay. I think the I think the central areas in general in midfield and defence are both in need of investment early. Mm-hmm. The fact that Dowell got in, I think, says something. Okay. Mm. I don't think Dowell would normally be in there. I don't think Yagelka would normally be in there. Okay. Um, yeah, and Baines is borderline. Okay, yeah. so if we go based on that, that means we need uh, a box-to-box type midfielder that can play the same position that a that a, a Davies plays, you know. Mm-hmm. Got to check, got to check David uh, David's criteria of getting involved with goals as well. That's true. <laughs> that's true. It's, it's the role, not the personnel. Now, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like that role. <laughs> I I will agree though. I would love to see a player. I, I I don't know. I think about a player that can that is very helpful on defense, but also can create some moving forward. You know, yeah. that's what Schneiderlin doesn't really do. You know, mm. um, but we need left back help. We need center back help. We need some center center mid help somewhere in there. All right. Uh, yeah. If you're listening via podcast, thank you. Subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast and rate it if you can. Uh, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Please subscribe to us on. Uh, on YouTube, check out David. He's got articles on the Toffee Blues website. So does Max. They're awesome. Their analysis is great. And I think that's it. I got 10 seconds to spare. Breathe. <sighs> All right. Sorry, my, my memory card was running out. All right, that's it. Bye.